Hello and welcome to the podcast of the Lotus Eaters for a day in the week, which is known as Thanksgiving Eve. I'm reliably informed by our American expert, Carl Benjamin. I've no idea what Thanksgiving is. No, me neither. I don't even know if Thanksgiving Eve's a thing. But also, Harry is here to Hi. be our British expert. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am British. Thank you for noticing. Whereas, uh, Actually, that's good. Put your Irish. And who knows what you are? Yeah, I'm definitely uh, a mongrel. There you go. We cover the earth with our genetics. But if you would like to come and check out, um, well, which genetics will survive, you can come and check out the Lads Hour, which is tomorrow, about the zombie apocalypse, which is obviously coming, and how we're going to deal with it. I suppose our different ideas of how we're going to deal with it. Although we still haven't figured out what the zombies are, so I think we need to let some ground. determine the criteria as you explain each scenario, right? I think it's got I mean, you said that you'd die. Yeah, well, I'm immediately. Thinking... So is is that in running zombie world you would die? I think anyone would die in that. I, yeah, I think a lot of people would. 28 days later. That's yeah. what I've got in vision. Yeah, See, that I'm would thinking, be pretty I'm difficult. I'm thinking Dawn of the Dead when they're shambling zombies. But that's a, that sounds like a plausible survival well, in, scenario. In, in Dawn of the Dead, loads of people hole up in the countryside. All of the rifle associations hole up in the countryside yeah. and take turns pot-shotting them. So that would be easy. That sounds kind of fun. Yeah. <laughs> Do you reckon you could swim to the Isle of Wight? I reckon you could. <laughs> I mean, it wouldn't be easy. But there no, are but, also people on the Isle of Wight. No, I mean, like, that's my get-out plan. Because if they're shambling zombies, you just outrun them, get to the, the, the sea, and then, you know, a little paddle. They can't paddle. They're zombies. Anyway, if for more interesting conversations such as that, you could join us for that <laughs> tomorrow. Where you can, yeah, but they're just going <laughs> to float and wash up on the shore. I don't believe in that. I don't believe in zombie driftwood. If, if they're the kind of zombies that decompose, then surely they would like be broken apart by the shore, uh, by the tide. Uh, I think you, the water think would probably affect there. I think they'd definitely be like at some point, maybe there'd be like a zombie horde that falls off a cliff and then just washes up, and then you're swarmed by zombies. No, they drown. If they fall off a cliff that would break all of their bones. Well, into the water. Hmm. Anyway, for Still. more deets on the zombie apocalypse tomorrow, uh, buy a premium subscription and come join us at Lads Hours. We'll be sitting around and chat um, S, as you can I, tell. I was talking to Seb Gorka about it, and he was like, you know, I was just like, basically, he was like, what, what's this? I'm like, uh, it's kind of like The View, but for men. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Which I think is the best description of it, right? That's actually true. Yeah. yeah but well. that's also why it's popular. <laughs> So, for this podcast, though, we shall be talking about how Farage is doing on I'm a Celebrity, uh, where will the Palestinians go, and also the Ego War, which, da -da 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 -da, it's time. It's time to have that conversation. The Ego War? Yeah, there's been a war. There's been a lot of casualties, but we'll get, we'll get into the, the death list later. <laughs> I want to see the Wikipedia stats on it. <laughs> well, I'm, I, you know, I'm done with Israel-Palestine, not about you. Yeah. Let's just move on to the real international conflict of mud wrestling. So, if you'd like to... Um, I, I was about to announce Lads Hour again then for some reason. I'll just do it again. I like Lads Hour. Come and join I think tomorrow. I think we've identified the shambling zombie in the room. Yeah, that's definitely me. Otherwise, we shall begin with Nigel Farage. So I have done something that I've never done before, which is watched I'm a Celebrity get me out of here because it's become politically relevant since uh, Nigel Farage was offered a million and a half pounds to go on it. Is that okay? Fair enough. I'll watch it if I have to. And it was... So ITV won. Yes, they, they, they won. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm now just plus one to their viewing figures, right? Um, but the thing is, I haven't watched Normie TV for a long time, right? For a long time. And it struck me when I was watching it just how alien this is to me 
This is an entire, there's a river of culture that I'm just not a part of that I, I just have sort of dipped my toe into and be like, ugh, that's annoying and gross. Uh, and just, it makes me afraid for this country's future. I bet you're already eyeing up a Barrett new build. No, I was Honey, say, would you like some lip fillers? It really is. Carl's going to morph into a Dino. I'm really not. Um, I, I, I don't like it. And the adverts. <laughs> <laughs> Local man watches TV, comes out traumatized. Yeah, I don't like it. Like the adverts are just really annoying. Just really, really annoying. Like, what's the meerkat one? Yeah, compare the meerkat. Yeah, that's it. And it's just like I haven't seen that since the early 2000s. You know, like I've been, ma- I've managed to avoid this entire. I, I, it makes me want to do a thing about the sort of 2000s consensus and what Britain was like, because you probably don't even remember it, right? Just insufferable, how nothing had any meaning, and that's what I'm a celebrity kind of is, right? It's, it's, it's the kind of plastic, fake world that the early 2000s were trying to create, and for some reason my tablet's not working, so I'll just use the monitor um, that they, they were trying to create, and it's just everything I hate about modernity Packaged. When I really thought this was going to be fun, but now when the adverts when the adverts pop up, are the is the demographic composition of the couples what I've been led to believe it is? I don't know. Like there, there was one, there was one advert. <laughs> Carl's just been going red during the adverts. No, 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 I, no. It's not even no. I'm just looking at them like I don't understand the world that this is. Right? There's a Maltese advert that popped up, but the, the only one I really remember. I guess maybe it's because I grew up in the 90s and you had to watch the adverts for things, right? And I'm, I'm watching on like the ITV web player and you're not allowed to skip the adverts. So you do have to sit through them. And so I've got this kind of thing where when an advert comes on, my brain just turns off. And so I'm like immune to, and, and this is probably a Gen X thing. You had to sit through adverts and adverts were always just repugnant because advertising wasn't very sophisticated in the 90s. And so you just turn your brain off. So you, you, it's like a defense mechanism, right? Against capitalism. Uh, but the only one I remember is this Maltese advert where this black man walks into a family, the, the living room at Christmas, and this is black family in the living room. And he brings in his nan, who is kind of half black. She's a very light-skinned black woman. And then this really weird, creepy white guy with her. And Oh, I've seen that on YouTube. And, yeah. yeah, he says, this is, this is nan's partner. And the nan says, he's only saying that because he doesn't want you to think of us getting it on. So it's like... Buy Maltesers. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And this sells Maltesers how? But it's like, okay, so it's a weird, like, reverse situation where it's not like the white family with the black guy. And, the, and it's like, okay, what is going on? Like, has it become so normal? They're like, oh, no, the black family's doing too well. We, we, need, to, we need to inject that. No idea. Like, what I'm looking at. Does Nigel Farage have something to do with this segment? No, uh, he does, but I'm just, I'm just, because I get the feeling, right, that a lot of our audience probably don't watch this nonsense either, right? And so it's entirely possible. So this is like a report from the trenches. Yeah, it is. It's, it's like a report from a parallel universe, right? That's happening all around us. We just can't perceive it. Thank God. So someone needs to edit all of this with a Vietnam flashback, yeah, yeah, black yeah, yeah, and yeah. white filter. <laughs> or, or just literally the I'm a celebrity logo over it because it's awful. It's, it's a jungle, right? And these giant gold letters with glittering diamond in the center of them come down and it's just like, it's the tackiest, 
awfulest, most Dino thing you've ever seen in your life. And I'm just like, right, okay. I just hate everything about this, but I've got to sit through it. I have to endure because doing this for you. Um, you don't have to. I feel like I kind of do, though, because it's politically <laughs> relevant. And uh, and I think that, you know, our, our audience deserves the best reporting. This is just, again, you know, you get some people who go to war zones and I go to cultural war zones like I'm a celebrity. Anyway, right. So it begins with Ant and Deck. Bro, you watch TV. <laughs> I don't, I don't have a TV. No, that's what you've done. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's awful. I don't, I don't the, disagree. The psychic, but... the psychic damage may never be undone. Okay, <laughs> like I, I then act like I'm wrong. I'm totally right on this, right? But um, but yeah. So I haven't seen any of this for years, and I'm so glad, right? But anyway, so it begins with Ant and Deck, and Ant and Deck are um old, right? Now I remember Ant and Deck when the last time I used to watch TV when they were young, and so it was weird watching them being old, but also they've not got funny. Like they're still not funny, and it's really embarrassing. Like they keep taking pot shots at GB News, and it's like, okay, that's not what I was expecting from that. I know, right? They're like they're, they're making jokes about GB News not having any viewership, and it's like, okay, but Nigel Farage's got one of the most popular news shows on TV. That's why you have him on. That's why you paid him a million and a half to come on. That's why you ask him every year to go on. Like, why are you acting like GB News is a nothing? Because that's where his show is. But anyway, it's very. Um, it's very much just, oh, you need to hate GB News. You need to hate GB News. Don't ever watch GB News. The thing is, I bet most of the audience voted Brexit. Like, what are you talking about? This is a working class show. But this is good, isn't it? Because that's such weakness. It, Desperation. It totally is. It totally is. Um, but anyway, before we go on, I forgot to plug the merch. Check out my England Expects mug. Finally arrived today. Oh, yesterday. So I was like thrilled. Um, but we've also got some posters, which are awesome. So you can actually put it up on the wall because these are great quotes and they deserve to be on the wall. I'm actually going to get the Nelson one because I love that Nelson one. Although I also particularly like the Wellington one. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Can't really say much more about that. Oh yeah. And uh, sign up, get 33% off and you get a 12% discount on the merch. Anyway, before we go on, I'm, what I'm going to do, I'm not going to use any clips or anything because ITV are doubtless just going to strike them. You know, it's like their big thing. So I'm just going to describe what happened. Also, thank you for not putting us through the uh, yeah. editing. Or yeah, yeah, anything. It's it's oh, it's just insufferable, right? So it begins with normies, <laughs> right? It begins with total Are you that normies. ego, Callum? It's not that bad, boys. <laughs> but you haven't watched it, have you? Yeah, I have. When? I've watched normie TV when I visit my parents. They've still got a TV, the bless them. I think yeah, and, and I, I have not seen you smile in years, Callum. Yeah, exactly. So You're a what effect has it had? It's all coincidence, I'm sure. <laughs> But anyway, so the the, audience, the the whole thing is framed as if the jungle is scary and it's awful and the audience should be really happy that they're sat in Dino land in their, in their barren new build, right? The whole thing is to, to convince the Dino, don't ever move. The world is terrifying. Look at this evil jungle. Oh, oh and, and, and we're going to drag these celebrities out. You're safe. You're safe. Go and get yourself a hot chocolate. You know, just relax, turn the central heating on, you know, it, the, everything Remain outside. In your recruitment yeah, exactly, job. Exactly. You know, just be thankful you're in an, in an air-conditioned office, you know, everything about that, right? And then you, you get to see a bunch of gross challenges, but Nigel immediately comes across a better showman than the other celebrities. Now, I say celebrities, so I've only heard of one of these guys, and that's because he's a Hollyoaks actor. And so he's been doing Hollyoaks for like 30 years or something, right? And so, you've you know, I've seen his face, but obviously I don't watch Hollyoaks, so... I don't know what character he plays or anything about him. But I've never heard of any of the other people. 
And so it's like, right, maybe that's kind of contributing to, as we'll get to, a kind of slump in ratings. I mean, last year they had like Boy George and various other like famous people, as well as Matt Hancock. I know who Boy George is. Listen, right? The Zoomers, Boy George was a pop star in the 80s, right? (laughs) Yeah, of course I knew that. (laughs) But the point is, there were people on the, the, the general public will have known, right? I don't know the general public knows any of these people because I've never heard of any of them. It is so, true, the class of celebrity. I am dramatically plunged. What's a 2020 celebrity? Brit- Britney Spears' sister is one. It's like, why would I care about Britney Spears' sister? How's she a draw? A YouTuber from London is on there. It's like, the average British public is like, I don't know any of these people. So we need to wait for our invites for next year. Yeah, exactly. Year, then. Yeah, when am I on there, right? I'll get paid a half, or well, sorry, one million. Yeah, I'll go. I'll get paid only a million. Um, but anyway, the the intro makes it look like it's like Nigel versus the Dinos, which is really funny. Um, and then Anton Deck introduced Farage like he's Satan himself, right? And it's like, yeah, all these people. And then Nigel Farage, dun dun dun. There's a big thunderclap, and uh, you know the the screen. No, it doesn't actually do that. But like, that's the implication. The way they talk is really funny. It's like with a really knowing look of, look at this villain. But Farage doesn't come across like a villain on it at all, which is great. Um, it's very highly produced, and doubtless the Dinos are loving it. But the thing is, the jungle itself looks like a stage. doesn't look like a real jungle. And at one point, they're like, oh, it's been raining all night, but they're all completely dry. It's like, everything they've got is completely dry. None of them look disheveled. It's like, I've never understood this aspect of I'm a celebrity, get me out of here. Is that a real jungle, or is that a studio? Like, I don't think it's a real jungle. So it's a sports center with some jungle in it. Yeah, I think so. That's what it looks like. I mean, I don't know. I could, you know, you could probably find out, but I'm just trying to take it on face value. Doesn't doesn't look like a jungle. But um, Farage is like, I'm a hero to some people and a villain to others. And like Anton Deck keep making comments. It's like, oh, did Nigel veer too far to the right on that challenge? And it's like, no. Anyway, <clears throat> uh, to give you a sort of summary of, there's a guy called Sam Thompson on it. He describes himself as a cheeky chappy. And it's like, oh, God. It's a woman from EastEnders on it. Never heard of any people. So I've found some secret knowledge here. Oh, yeah, go on. Apparently, it's a, not technically a jungle. It's an Australian lowland subtropical rainforest, and it has a roof. It has a roof. Right. Yes. Okay, well, that explains it. Because like they're complaining about the rain all night, but they're all completely dry. And it's like, but you... You're not bedraggled or disheveled. It's a so, retractable 50-foot-high canopy. Right. So, anyway, the, the point being, it's obviously very stage we, We've broken the magic for all our viewers at home. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, but just to put a, put a cap on it, the whole point of the show is a kind of public humiliation ritual because the British public loves to see their idols torn down and humiliated. And that's why Hancock went on it. It was exactly. almost like part of his public apology. Exactly. Uh, and so that's the point. And so, of course, you get these gross challenges. Like the first one is Farage having to shove his face in like this boarded up car in the Australian outback. And there are a bunch of snakes in there and you've got to use your tongue to unscrew something and get it across a wire to make it knock out and collect the token, right? And Farage takes it very, very coolly, which I actually think isn't the best strategy because it makes him look like none of this phases him at all. But that's the whole point. The British public wants to go, oh, no. A snake, but obviously these are probably defanged snakes or something. They're not going to bite your face. Um, uh, but then there's this, uh, the, the YouTuber is this um, large black lady called Nella, 
who at first I found really insufferable. But Farage gets a kind of rapport going with her. And that's interesting because um, she deflects the British public's hatred off of anyone else and onto herself. Moving on. Uh, there's another group. So they're split into these two groups. It's Farage, How Nella, and... That? Um, she's rather stereotypical. So she's loud. I did see a clip of her being incredibly irrational. Yes. She talked about her father dying. Some guy said, I'm we're, we're, be your we'll, we'll get to it. Because, yeah, this is how she's really. Uh, sorry, this is going to go on, but this is going to be an epic journey, right? Um, so, anyway, at, at one point, a bunch of the guys have to, like, some of the challenges are quite scary as well, right? I don't really like heights. And so, at one point, they're put on top of a giant building, and there are these poles going out. And of course, they're, they're linked to a winch or whatever, but they've got to climb out along these poles and move these stars to the end of the poles. And they're, like, literally, like 500 feet above the ground with nothing else other than the hands to hold onto this pole. I mean, if they fall, they're going to be caught. But, like, that is a pretty scary damn thing. And I was watching it like, oh, sh okay, not, not for me. Uh, and then, you know, they get, like, strapped down and bugs poured on them as they're trying to catch, like, thing with their mouth and stuff like that. It's, it's just very, very gross, right? But uh, they arrive at the camp and they sleep in the jungle. It looks like stage. And then you get the infamous Nigel Farage's ass shot. So they've got a shower there of some sort, which is, I guess, rigged to look like a river coming off of uh, a, a little waterfall. And Nigel Farage is in there having a shower, and one of the women walks past and is like, Ugh. It's like, well, why are you going and perving at Farage in the shower? But of course, they've got a camera on him in the shower. And uh, obviously, this went uh, not very well for actually other people. Because the real story that came out of this was Lorraine Kelly, a television presenter in Britain, uh, who was body shaming Farage and saying he was ugly. And it's like, really? Interesting commentary from people in glass houses um, who are throwing stones. But then she got in trouble for body shaming him, which I thought was funny. And so I've included it. But um, <laughs> weird headline, though, right? Well, yeah. Usually the story would be like disgusting. Nigel Farage has ass. Well, that's what that's what her instinct. <laughs> well, that's what his, her instinct. Nigel Farage noted ass over. Yeah, but no, no, that's literally that's literally what her instinctive response was, uh, and uh, this got a lot of backlash. For example, one fan writing, "Is he only fifty nine? You get the face he, you deserve," which is what she says. Uh, with three women laughing, I guess body shaming men is fine, isn't it, Lorraine? Until a woman's weight is mentioned. <laughs> <laughs> that's true um, but so far Nigel uh, there are three episodes in and so far Nigel has not shown any fear or concerns about the challenges and I actually think this is a bit of a mistake like he actually should try and show a bit of revulsion but then going okay fine I'm going to do it anyway but instead he's treating everything as cool as a cucumber and it's just like come on Nigel you've got an audience here that you need to be playing towards and you know you need to show a bit of disgust um, he does have a quite a good bit where him and Nella have to eat these pizzas but of course the pizzas are just the most vomit inducing things you've ever seen like there's a pizza entirely made of penises pizza entirely made of anuses a pizza entirely like you know <laughs> what who came up with these ideas the, the people who Callum, why do you look like you're thinking oh it's not the worst I suppose the people who craft Dino World came up with these things right uh, and That's what people think of when they're sat between calls in the call center. Oh, what, what kind of pizza would be the worst pizza I'd like? They, they absolutely would. Did you see Nigel Farage eating the anus pizza? I couldn't believe it. I'd never put that in my mouth. 
And don't get me wrong, obviously it looks totally disgusting. And that's the point. Yeah, I've I've, I've worked in a call center. That's actually the conversation. I, so have I. Going on. I know, right? But um, but the point is, like Nigel and Nella actually get quite a good rapport going because she's like, she calls him Farage. She's like, Farage, Farage, you gotta give me a countdown, Farage. He's like, five, four, three, two, and then she shoves it, and it's gross, right? But he he just eats it pretty solidly. He does quite a good job. At one point, he discusses Boris, which is surprisingly interesting, and everyone's like, because Nigel's a bit older than the rest, most of them anyway. And so, and they're not involved in politics. So, they're like, okay, what's Boris like? And so he just tells you, you know, well, he's surprisingly introverted, but he's a total bumbler in real life, but he's entertaining in small doses. And, uh, and there's another bit where they talk about Farage's plane crash, which is, again, quite an interesting thing. So he was like, oh, yeah, like all broken, you know, all my bones, punctured lungs, yeah. stuff like that. Um, and then, of course, you have the inevitable Brexit discussion because one of them's a French chef. It's like, oh. and he's just whining. He's just, Absolutely, it's yeah, he's going to be <clears throat> arrogant about yeah. it. <clears throat> it, it like the intolerance Brexit was about immigration. Your poster was shameful, it's about demonizing migrants. Have and, you seen France exactly? It's just <laughs> Farage is very soft on it, he doesn't push hard actually. Uh, but the Frenchie like burrows down to saying, you, You're just saying we don't want more Europeans coming in, and what we're getting now is immigration from other countries. And it's like, Right, so it's racist immigration policy, <laughs> immigration complaint from the French guy. I mean, all the Arabs. He's got a point. You said there was a French dude. Bring more Algerians. Trust me. Exactly right. Um, But uh, uh, Farage just makes the point. Look, Brexit was just about self-governance, and uh, at one point, the French guy's like, Nigel is kind of hiding behind facts and not facing reality. He's hiding behind facts. Yes, he's not facing reality. Uh, Anyway. Nella and the French guy have this set to, and it's totally unreasonable on Nella's part, right? The French guy, like he, she doesn't want some food, and he's like saying, "Oh, you should have some food." She's twenty six, he's fifty one, and at some point in the conversation, like he's just like, "Well, I'm old enough to be your dad." He doesn't mean anything by it. He obviously doesn't mean anything by it, and she's just like, "Right," and gets in a big mood because apparently her parents passed away when she was twenty two, so like four years ago. I don't know if he knew this, you know, um, but he wasn't making a dig at her dad or you know dead parents or anything like do you imagine if you did <laughs> yeah exactly it'd be mad right he obviously and then he went over and he was like right i don't understand the problem okay i'm sorry i've offended you and she's like no i don't care i don't want to be friends with you you can just go sit on the other side and ev- obviously everyone home's like that's totally unreasonable what is wrong with you uh and you know somehow they've gotten side with the french guy uh and so she didn't cover herself in glory here um there's just lots and lots of posts like this, like something uh, it comes to something when Nigel Farage is on a celeb, but he's not the most controversial camp mate. It's like, yeah, yeah. Uh, she's clearly ginning something up out of nothing. And so Farage is not getting a bunch of negative headlines. It's her that's getting the negative headlines. And so Farage is actually doing a good job just being kind of personable and getting people on side. This is the thing that's actually quite fun about Dino Spaces interacting with politics because you can tell no one cares about politics in those spaces. What do they yeah. care about if you're a nice person? Yeah. And I'm reminded of that meme that came out of Nick Fuentes going on those shows with the girls. And that girl sat there with the pickle helmet. <laughs> She's just listening to him talk about Israel or whatever. Yeah, yeah. It's just like, and then they all are friends with him because yeah. his politics literally means zero to them. Yeah. So in that? the usual space we're in, where because you disagree with me, you're Satan, that just doesn't exist. But she gets on really well with Farage, because Farage was the one supporting her through the gross challenge, 
And she did actually do very well in that. She she ate nine out of the ten pizzas, and he out he ate ten out of ten pizzas. But that's a good result, you know. That got them like because for each challenge, the the better you do, the more like food the camp gets and like sp- special luxuries the camp gets. So you're doing it for other people. So she did really well, and Farage like kind of held her hand through it and was very supportive towards it. And so she, you know, you could tell they had a bit of a thing going. And the French guy is really annoyed her. She's made herself the the avatar of hate from the general public. And so it's like, Farage is kind of smooth sailing so far, right? So remind me, why <clears throat> is it that she's classified as some form of celebrity? This Is this gif of her? Yeah, this is... What, what on earth is shopping for sneakers? Well, I don't know. <laughs> why would I know? I have no idea. Because honestly... <laughs> All right, if I'm if I'm a producer, one of the things that I'm thinking when I'm getting <laughs> Nigel Farage on is right. The ultimate challenge for because you're in the you're in the TV producer realm where yeah. everybody despises Nigel Farage. You're yeah. all a bunch of lefties and such. You think what's the ultimate challenge? I know the most unlikable person in the world. Yeah, Nigel Farage. How do I get people to like him? And one of the ways that you would do that is you put the most insufferable, most awful person in the world right next to him. Thing is, she's not that bad. Right. She's not that old. Awful- you've just been describing how she's the one getting all the negative I, I appreciate that. I, and I'm, but I personally don't find her that bad. Um, she is, she, she was very annoying at first. She got a little less annoying. And to be honest with you, I'm kind of enjoying the fight that she's having with this Fred guy, the French guy. So, like, I'm, I'm thinking kind of tactically. And speaking of tactical, right, at one point, and this is the real mistake I think Farage has made so far, he, he tries to talk in confidence with one of the women. It's like, Nigel, you're being filmed and you have a microphone on you. Everything is being picked up. They're definitely going to clip anything that could make you even look slightly bad and make sure millions of people see that. So why would you say anything about the plan behind going on I'm a Celebrity? Because of course, everyone in, in, in the political space is well aware that Nigel goes on I'm a Celebrity because he's going to reach millions of people. He's going to humanize himself. He's going to make himself likable to the general public. And therefore in the next coming elections, people are like, oh yeah, I like Nigel Farage when I'm a celebrity. I might vote for him. Obviously, obviously, because politics is all about likability. Right? I don't care what anyone says about politics. Uh, that's all it is. Universal suffrage was such a mistake. Yeah, no, no, it totally was. Right? <laughs> such a mistake. It totally was. <laughs> How are but, you voting this year? Well, he was on I'm a Celebrity. That's why people vote for Boris. They just know, liked him. I know. You know? And the, the reason they're not voting for the Conservatives is they don't like them. Um, it's literally that simple. Um, but, Farage ends up saying this. He says, uh, he, he, he's talking to this woman who's, I think, a, a food critic. Again, never heard of her. But he says, you know, oh, well, you know, I wanted to do the challenge because it's 25%. Because he, so they, they, the public votes for who's going to do the challenge. And Nella gets selected to do the challenge. And Farage says to this woman, I wanted to do the challenge because it was 25% of the airtime. Sounds a bit cynical, but there you go. And it's like, okay, that m- now makes the, like, you know, I know what's going to happen there. In living rooms around the country, there's going to be someone in the living room who goes, ah, see, see, he's just doing it for his own career. And that's because that's how it comes across. And it's like, no, don't say stuff like that. You're being recorded, even if that's the case, Nige. But, um, but no one seems to have picked up on it. It doesn't seem to have become a big deal. But like, that's definitely something uh, that was said. And when he was talking about his plane crash, he has a pretty good uh, comeback. Because a bunch of them were like, so are you okay with just saying like unpopular things? You know, you'll get up and make a speech that's been unpopular. It's like, well, it depends who you're unpopular with, you know? So, like, Nigel completely, like, reverses it. He does quite a good job there. 
I just like that concept. That you go into politics just to be like, we should dump more sewage in the drinking <laughs> water. I don't really know what the point of that would be. But that's the point. It, show, it shows, I mean, A, most people agreed with Brexit. Nigel Farage actually has the popular view here. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, but don't, aren't you, don't you mind being unpopular? Yeah, with, with Remainer lefties, fine. But uh, anyway, I thought we'd go to some Guardian reviews. One star? Yeah. I'm shocked. <laughs> One star Guardian review. It's going to be a cakewalk for Nigel Farage. Because he is quite a personable chap. But you notice how that's not a review of the show. I mean, immediately, he's not reviewing the show. He's just like, I don't like that he's having a good time. Yeah, that's, that's One precisely. Star. And that, that he's uh, uh, doing well with the public. Um, they're very angry. In fact, I'll read a little bit of the salt just because it's so good, right? Uh, it's ridiculous ridiculous thing that I'm a celebrity, get me out of here. Was ever a good television program? Last year, they gave it glowing reviews, by the way. Year before that, they gave it glowing reviews. Uh, after all, it's a holdout from the nasty noughties, a grim sideshow that has long traded on public humiliation and animal cruelty. It's the modern equivalent of the stocks, but with all the vicarious thrill deadened by the knowledge that its subjects have been paid several thousands of pounds to be treated like that. It's always been awful. But how easy it is to be nostalgic for the good old days of I'm a Celebrity. <laughs> now that Nigel Farage is on it, however repellent the show it was, however many times it forced people its tears in the name of entertainment, at least it didn't have Farage's frog face gurning and leering through it. That is just the crying Wojak mask personified. They did a ranking of celebrity campmates. Who do you think was at the bottom of the ranking? Was it Nigel Farage? That's right. Who else, oh, could, God, God. who else could have been at the bottom spot but the Brexit Firestarter? <laughs> bin Firestarter. Oh, yeah, Bin Firestarter. That's right. Um, but yeah, they're very, very angry about that, of course. Um, ITV normalizes the abhorrent by putting Nigel Farage in the jungle. He's pretty normal. Like, everyone knows who Farage is. Farage was all reptilian smiles, searching for the charm button, searching for the hero inside himself. The artifice was there for all to see. He said it was like a camping adventure, not that he'd ever been on one. Why not? I mean, he was a kid at some point, right? Which one seems more like a reptile, this individual, <laughs> who's in such spite, yeah, and you yeah. can see here, yeah. or the man just enjoying life? Yeah, I know. Like The, the bitterness is amazing. Nigel's making me, giving me the ick, says Barbara Ellen. He's a celebrity, but Nigel Farage gives me the creepy crawlies. I don't think you were in anyway. Yeah, I don't think it's really an issue. Um, but the viewing figures are actually down. Is this TV? Uh, yeah, well, who knows? Um, it's down by about 2 million viewers. I mean, ITV, uh, no, sorry, The Independent say uh, the series had an average of 9 to 11 million viewers. Is that how averages work? I think the average of 9 to 11 million viewers might be 10 million viewers, actually. Um, TV <laughs> measure their statistics weirdly in the UK. They, they do, um, but this one just had an audience peak of seven point eight million, and an average of seven million. So okay, but Nigel Farage is the only noteworthy person on there, as far as I can tell. Like, I mean, maybe the, the Hollywood, the, the Hollyoaks actor. He seems like a really nice chap. But he's really boring. That's the thing. All of the other people are just really boring. Like, I am. I didn't watch someone with like Boy George, but at least he's a big personality and probably was interesting to watch, be a diva or something. You know, like, everyone on there is just really, really boring. And that's why, like, Nella, is, she's the only big personality on there, and she's not even angry with Farage, because, of course, she doesn't care about politics or Brexit or anything like that. And Farage is just being nice to her. So it's just, like, it's really weird. Like, they're totally lame ducks, and I'm actually wondering, is it Farage people are tuning out for, or is it because this just doesn't seem like a great show? 
And there we go. Visit from Dino Land. I'm sorry you had to go through that. I feel enriched. It was quite stressful, to be honest. You've added a new le- layer of diversity to my life. Yeah, so. uh, but the, the one thing, though, is I'm really glad I don't watch. I'm not a part of that world. It's so vapid. It's such a vapid world, man. I yeah. suppose we'll move on. All right. So now that we've taken a trip to Normie land, let's take a trip over to the Middle East, where I'm going to ask the question of, where will all of the Palestinians go? Because this is a very... Germany. Uh, well, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. Well, examined it. It's not quite as simple as that. But I was going to say Germany or Sweden. All roads lead to <laughs> Germany if you're a migrant or a yeah. refugee coming into Europe. That's, yeah. that's the rule that I found out. Because about a month ago now, uh, after the uh, hostilities started between Israel and um, Gaza, I think Israel Netanyahu ordered an expulsion of all of them. He ordered them to leave. I think that was 1.1 yeah, yeah. to 1.2 million people. And the routes to get out of there are still in conflict as well, whether Egypt's going to let them through. We the told Jordan. them to go to the south because they were going to do actions yeah, in Gaza. Which would, which would be going through Egypt. But Egypt is very worried about trying to do something like that because they're worried that all of these refugees, if they end up in our country, they will end up staying in our country and we don't want all of the burden that comes with this. But we'll get into those details as we go on, right. because we in Egypt, know- they're a burden. In Germany, they're a strength. Absolutely. <laughs> because, yeah, we always know where any form of refugee crisis or conflict in North Africa or the Middle East will lead. It will lead to Europe, through Germany, through France, across the Channel, to uh, potentially your front living room. Uh, but there is good news, which is that there is always excellent videos to watch on the website, including part three of the now legendary the absolutely epochal liberalism debate. I love Josh's face. And this is a wonderful. <laughs> what, wonderful what did thumbnail. Josh unleash here? This was his idea. Well, I mean, you were part of it. Yeah, so, I know, but he... so is, is this an accurate summation of the debate? Would you say? Yeah, yeah. I mean, Connor's right. Where it's the last twenty minutes of the real bombshell because I, I'm just at the point where it's just got to be death to John Lennon's ideal, death to imagine. That's what it has to be. Well, I'm not going to complain at that. Did Josh literally explode? Well, you'll have to watch it and find out. Oh, yeah, I, su- I suppose. Exploded. Yeah, I suppose you will have to find out. Find out if Josh exploded. But it's a really good debate, and, uh, and it's very high level as well. Very high level debate. You don't get debates like this on TV. You get Not Ant- on I'm a Celebrity. You get Ant Deck making pop I don't know. Maybe Ant and Deck have untold depths to no, their character. Okay. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. I've not watched any. <laughs> they obviously don't. I, I didn't decide at, to. At, at one point, the teleprompter goes off, and that's it. The show's basically cut. <laughs> and it goes blank for about five minutes. And then it comes back saying, sorry about the technical difficulties. So without a teleprompter, they're just done. Anyway. Sorry. Well, in, instead of submitting yourself to Dino water torture yeah. like Carl did, submit yourself to this instead and enrich your mind by watching the part three of the debate. And it says the finale, but is it. Is no, nothing, really? nothing nothing's settled. ever over. Nothing settled. So you can watch this along with everything else on the website. If you subscribe, you can subscribe for as little as £5 per month. And of course, we've still got, shocked it's still going, but it is, and you can still take advantage of it, the birthday code if you sign up via Stripe, which will give you 33% off of your first three months. So I'll get into the news. I saw this the other day, and I posted about it on Twitter, and uh, oh, God. John, do you want to sort this out for me, please? Which one do you click? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> what, what, what have I just accepted? What have I agreed Schleichen to? Schleichen or Zuhaven? <laughs> there you go. Right. They both sound like 
forms of punishment. <laughs> so, like, literally, it's like a, you're in a sort of medieval German dungeon. It's like, do you want to slice it or the Zigheisen? It's like, I don't know. Um, you know, interestingly, on on the German language, Tool on one of their songs uh, have a man giving a very ominous sounding speech in German. It's meant to sound like it's a Nazi rally or something. Any uh, German speech. And if you translate it, it's a recipe for a cupcake. <laughs> have you That's seen how a, threatening yeah. the German language can yeah. sound? Have you seen an imam giving a speech in German? It's terrifying. No, I haven't. <laughs> it's really, it it's really terrifying. But anyway, so... I translated this on my computer because um, I think uh, Disclose.tv shared this out on Twitter uh, and translated it. So I went through the article. Oh, hang on, hang on. Gaza Fluchtling Sollen nach Deutschland. Right. So Gaza, Germany. Clearly all the Germans are moving to Gaza. Yeah. Obviously. Close, actually. Close. But <laughs> what? translated to English, it reads, authorities sound the terror alarm Gaza refugees should go to uh, to Germany. Thanks, build. Uh, well, they're, they're, I, I don't know if that's an accurate translation, if it's are coming to Germany, because what it says here right. in the article is that build has learned from the foreign minister, Annalena Baerbock, from the Green Party, from the foreign office, that we have so far been able to ensure that around 320 Germans, including their family members, have been able to leave Gaza safely. Right. So these are Germans who happened to be in Gaza. A lot of people are Germans, to be honest. Because, of course, in today's idea of nationhood, to be German, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I need a passport yeah. that says yeah. I am. Yes, yes. Like Hamza Yusuf's Celtic family who were trapped out in Gaza. Yes. yes. Pe people who are administratively German, as Zamor put it recently. Yes, that's a very good term for yeah. it. So when they were originally asked, the Foreign Office said that they didn't want to provide any information <laughs> about any of these refugees, including family members, and whether they were German citizens or not. So Average Germans in Gaza. I don't know what you're asking questions for. They reported this originally as a bunch of people from Gaza were coming over to Germany, and then once that news had got out, the Foreign, Ministry, the foreign Office felt the need to clarify. Don't worry, they've already got German passports. You got yeah, so it's, it, yeah. it's fine, bro. Yeah. And a lot of people have been saying, well, it's only the German citizens, so it'll only end there. But it never <laughs> does end there, because at the end of the day, there are Palestinians who are going to be kicked out of, the, uh, yeah. kicked out of Gaza by Israel, and they're going to have to go somewhere. They're going to have to go somewhere. And Egypt doesn't want them. Nope. Well, none of them do. Uh, neither does Jordan, because no. President Abdel Fattah el-Sisi said that uh, an attempt to They're push... not like us. Yeah, basically. <laughs> said uh, an attempt to push civilian inhabitants to migrate to Egypt, and he said this would wreck peace in the region. He doesn't want them because he doesn't want them sticking around. Right, okay. Jordan, who I believe have taken Palestinian refugees in the past, they took them after the Nakba, I think they took about 300,000, uh, said no refugees in Jordan, no refugees in Egypt. That's a pretty definitive statement. You come out like, love my zeros. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Uh, El Sisi also said a mass exodus would risk bringing militants into Egypt's Sinai Peninsula in where, uh, from where well, they Sinai. might... Sinai. Right. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, no, no. But that's, that's interesting, isn't it? No, we can't take them. They're going to bring militants and they'll be dangerous. Yep. Europe should take them. <laughs> from where they might launch attacks on Israel, which could threaten peace between yeah. the two nations, of course. Because yeah. that's, that's how it always goes. If they launch attacks on Manchester... <laughs> There's no war in the Middle East. You know, and no consequences, so it's fine. Yeah. And the, the European Commission and other uh, people in yeah, yeah. European politics have been saying, no, guys, seriously, take them in. Please take them in. And people like on Politico have been reporting, if you want to beat Hamas quickly, you guys really need to take them. 
To which, well, I mean, political Arab neighbors should admit Gazans. Uh, that seems reasonable. That, that's that's reasonable. You're but Arabs, you're Muslims. You've lived in the same area for a long time. In response to this kind of pressure, though, um, they've said, "Well, why don't you take them if you care about human rights so much?" Then they've kind of got us there. Yeah, I mean, I mean, that's 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 a fair point, but it's very clear that there is a big conflict that these people are going to have to go somewhere because Israel's. Apparently not going to stop. Yeah, pretty certain on the matter. So where are they going to go? Egypt doesn't want to take them. We maybe don't want to take them. <laughs> For now. Sorry, our governments maybe don't want to take them. For the next few weeks or so yeah. before they start open, yeah. opening Just, the borders. But I want the distinction there. We and then our governments have very different opinions yep. on what should happen to people from Gaza. And very different opinions on how it should be administered if it does happen. Because remember, and I pointed this out on Twitter, if they do end up coming over here, while they're in Gaza, they're all terrorist collaborators. That's yeah. why Israel has to pound them with missiles constantly. They're human shields. Yeah. Did you see the videos of the entire crowds of people coming out to cheer that they murdered IDF agents? Every single one of these people is complicit. Second they cross over a European border, though, innocent angel. I just, uh, I, I'm in favor, wrong. I just want to say, I'm in favor of a ceasefire, man. So am I. But anyway. So am I, because inevitably, if a conflict erupts yeah. in the Middle East, it becomes our problem when all of the people who get expelled end up here. And then, all of a sudden, a few weeks ago, I think it was uh, uh, about a week ago now, this article appears on the Wall Street Journal. Oh. The West should welcome Gaza refugees by Danny Dannon and Ram Ben Barak. And I want you to keep a hold of that name, of those names, in your mind because they are very relevant as we go on. But I'll read a few excerpts from this article, because it is naked how, how much they're just saying, yeah, you, it, they're your problem. Can I, they're can your I, problem. Can I just be like, well, I'm concerned about the safety of Jews in the West. Not yet. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, I'll read. So they Can't say, Douglas Murray. Let's say. Last month, the UN General Assembly adopted a resolution calling for an immediate, durable, and sustained humanitarian truce and demanded that all parties allow the continuous, sufficient, and unhindered provision of essential supplies and services into the Gaza Strip. As the war continues, however, UN re resolutions are doing nothing tangible to help Gaza's res uh, residents. Are you telling me the UN I can't believe it. said something that turned out to be useless? Oh my god. It's imperative that the international community explore potential solutions to help civilians caught in the crisis. Because, of course, we're the international community. Yeah. yeah, the international community is literally Europe, North America, and Japan. Yep. One idea is for countries around the world, uh, whose idea this is, up to anyone's guess. Angola, uh, countries around the world. <laughs> Democratic uh, Republic of Congo, possibly Rwanda. Yeah, it was Rwanda's idea. Yeah, <laughs> let's go with that. It was Rwanda suggested that uh, countries around the world accept limited numbers of Gazan families, limited 1.1 to 1.2 million, but limited. So Don't one worry. year's worth of immigration into Britain. Yep, yep. Gazan families who have expressed the desire to relocate, which isn't that many of them. Hang on, sorry. <laughs> but you've invaded all of the Northern Strip, and for some reason they now have a desire to relocate. You should take them. Cause and effect cannot answer these questions. Europe has a long history of assisting refugees fleeing conflicts. The wars. God, I wish we didn't. Yep. The wars in We've the made many mistakes. Yep. The wars in the former Yugoslavia displaced millions, most of them from Bosnia and Herzegovina. Parts of Europe, yeah. Yeah. 
Germany, Austria, and Sweden accepted large numbers. When the Kosovo War erupted, hundreds of thousands of Kosovar Albanians fled to the neighboring Albania in the country now called North Macedonia. Germany, the UK, and the US also accepted refugees. European countries, including Germany, Sweden, and France, have provided refuge to Syrians since the civil war started in 2011. It's just this list of failure. Yeah, I know. These have all been Failure after failure, bad decision after bad decision. Hey, you drank a little bit of this poison. Why don't you take some more? Between 2015 and 2016, Germany alone admitted more than 1.2 million refugees and asylum seekers, about a quarter of whom were Syrian. And that turned out to be such a fantastic idea, didn't it? And also, note, limited, limited numbers, and all of the examples given are in the millions every time. So limited means nothing in that previous sentence. I mean, I guess there's always the argument, well, they are actually refugees. Unlike many of the people who are claiming to be refugees, like they would actually be refugees. And experience has shown that if you're a refugee, then there's no chance at all that you hey, I'm could not, I'm do not, anything uh, no, 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 no. You're an innocent I'm in agent. no way saying anything of the sort. The tens of thousands of ISIS members who are fleeing the collapse of their state were also refugees yeah. from yep. Iraq and Syria clamping down on them. And then they bombed Manchester. So I just... Fantastic. Looking to these examples, because we're all looking at them going, oh, those are fantastic wasn't ideas. Was Manchester bomber a refugee? The yes. London Bridge attack? Was it was, uh, what was the who was trying to kill Gaddafi? Yeah, the, the Liverpool that, hospital yeah. bomber was a refugee. Just... But it's our moral imperative to take these people in. Why? Because people in the international community says that it is. And the Arabs won't do it because they're dangerous. Yeah, the Arabs are going like, you want us to take those people in? They could be terrorists. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Countries around the world should offer a haven for Gaza residents who seek relocation. Countries can accomplish this by creating well-structured and internationally coordinated relocation programs. Members of the international community can collaborate to provide one-time financial support packages to Gazans. So take them in and then give them your money. It's, it's, it's I'm always getting one more pro-ceasefire yeah. the longer you continue this. It's, it's always one solution, isn't it? Yeah. You take them into your home, and then you give them all of your things, and then if you're lucky, they don't kill you. Yeah, Fantastic. Uh, they're interested in moving to help, blah, 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 blah. Global organizations with experience settling refugees. Global organizations meaning, meaning NGOs that nobody voted for who have an outsized amount of power and money that comes from anonymous and private donors who don't have the interests of the West in mind. That's what that always means. Uh, settling refugees should facilitate the relocation of re- Gaza residents who wish to move to countries willing to accept them. We simply need a handful of the world's nations to share the responsibility of hosting Gazan residents, even if the countries took in as few as 10,000 people each who would help alleviate the crisis. Who's the- we? We just need that. Who- yeah. You and I. Of Wall Street Journal, and us all sat around. If, if we could just get... Well, Danny Dannon and Rem Ben Barak. Yeah. So the, yeah, we, the, the pair of us. The, the, the two of them. Yeah. But okay, so this article comes out. It's an absolute hellfire. Yeah. Who can believe that something like this got released? But at least, thank God, it's only two random guys writing this for the oh, yeah. Wall Street Journal. Yeah. But then you go to Israeli news outlets and you find out that these two random guys are members of the Knesset. What's that? The Knesset is the... Parliament. Oh, the in Parliament Israel. of Israel. Right. They are government ministers. Oh, right. Okay. In Israel. Yep. So, two Israeli lawmakers, one from the ruling right. Likud party and the other from the opposition Yesh Atid party. Right. So, it's, it's bipartisan yep. Israeli government attempt. So, the we has suddenly got a little bit bigger. 
Yep, then they even say here, in a rare display of cross-party solidarity, <laughs> Danny Dannon from Lyricard and Ram yes. Ben Barak published an op-ed piece for the uh, Wall Street Journal on Tuesday. And this is even worse, actually, because I did a little bit on. more digging into these two figures. And Dannon was the former ambassador to the UN. And Ben Barak is the former deputy director of Mossad. So these aren't just two random ministers. These are people who high ranking officials, pretty high ranking. Yeah. However, the call was likely to spark international criticism and amid repeated allegations from Palestinians and Arab countries that Israel was ultimately looking to expel Palestinians from Gaza. Because, yeah, if you're saying if two high ranking members of the Nessa are saying you guys need to take them, it's a pretty good indication. That's literally what they're saying. Yeah. You're not going to do anything to stop what's going on at the moment. But once again, it's only two guys. Amazing, isn't it? Bipartisan cross-party support from two high-ranking members. But it's still only two guys. But then actually, the Israeli financial minister also came out in support of this. A man, Bezalel Smotrich, who is currently in charge of the entirety of the settlement project going on in the West Bank and has a lot of overriding power over there. So we can assume that if Israel at some point decides that they want to militarily occupy and expel all of the Palestinians in the West Bank as well, that this is going to be the solution. He said, I welcome the initiative of uh, voluntary relocation of Gazan Arabs to countries worldwide. This is the right humanitarian solution. That's right. The guy's <laughs> no, occupying, he's right. He's, he's occupying the West Bank. He's not wrong. Right? From Israel's position, yeah, no, this is the right humanitarian position. I don't know. Maybe, There's someone else's problem. Maybe we could send them to the only liberal democracy in the Middle East. The one that truly cares about human rights in the Middle East. The only nation that, that does That is why live. we send them so much money every year. Yeah, maybe they could take them instead. There I don't know refugees. what country that is, but we'll find out. Yes. It's the right humanitarian solution for the residents of Gaza and the whole area after 75 years of being poor refugees. Uh, who, who made them poor? Re- okay. The majority of Gaza is fourth and fifth generations to 1948 refugees who, instead of being rehabilitated long ago like millions of refugees around the world, were held hostage in Gaza in poverty and over... By who? It's incredible. It's incredible, isn't it? Uh, by um, nefarious abstract forces, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, can, yeah. I can assume. The yeah, international yeah, community, yeah. I can assume. Uh, yeah, so he, he comes out in support of it, and then you go, okay, well, yeah, Israel has a lot of influence over in the West and high-ranking members of the Nessa and also a financial minister who's got direct links and ties to Netanyahu, probably got his ear on this, and they're all in agreement to say they need to go over to Europe. But at least our leaders... Our leaders, well, no, you've got people in... Of course our leaders like in, this, of course. Well, the House of Lords has Labour peer Alf Dubs, who is a former child refugee who we took in from Prague uh, when he was fleeing the Nazis, has decided that the kind, of, uh, the kind of charity that we gave him needs to be open to the entirety of the world. Because this is the man who was also behind the Dubs Amendment yep. in 2016, I think it was, which basically opened up routes for children to come over here and act as anchors for the rest of their family to come over here as refugees as well. He has said that we need to open up a resettlement scheme for Palestinians with family connections to Britain and those in need of medical aid. Good thing we don't have like a housing crisis or anything. Yeah. So uh, where will all those Palestinians go? I, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but all signs point westwards. (sighs) <sighs> not happy about this. Not, not, not happy. Our greatest ally. Yep, indeed. But we, uh, we shall move on. 
to another conflict, a deep and meaningful conflict. The Eagle War. The Eagle War has sparked yet again, and I think it's time we had a chat, boys, about the devastating consequences for all of mankind. War. War never changes. Except for now, <laughs> when it does change. <laughs> yeah. So, I'll start this story with a history, <laughs> shall we, of okay. Eagles. So, you may remember Belle Delphine. I think yeah. she's probably the biggest catalyst for a lot of women noticing there's a lot of money in this. And we're not talking about OnlyFans and whatnot. It's a whole other subgenre. Yeah. We're talking about being cutesy on the internet. Yes. Pre porn star phase for her. Yeah. And, and selling things that your body is coming into contact with for exorbitant prices. Well, not necessarily, but that is what she did. In she particular. sold bathwater. As you can see, who is paying $30 for the Game of Girl bathwater, writes The Guardian, which, you know, was a thing. I did. I that is a good out. question, actually. Who is buying that? I don't know, but to be honest with you, I kind of respect the hustle. Well, that's I respect. Don't more. encourage. Them. I'm not trying to, but like I actually don't mind Belle Delphine. She seems to have a sense of humor, and like this is funny. Well, I respect even more the Daily Mail's position on this story at the time, which is they don't write it here because they changed the headline. But you can see up there that British gamer girl influencer <laughs> <laughs> sells her bathwater for twenty four pounds. She is the one fighting the credit crunch oh. boys. She's <laughs> finally the spirit of empire returns. <laughs> I don't know they put it as they translate it to pounds, they're like 24 pounds a pot. <laughs> like they're selling it to their grandparents or something. Uh, anyway, and um, well, what happened? You may remember, of course, YouTubers flooded to, to yeah, give it I a taste. That. You can see there, Pyrocynical, who um, gave it a lick, which um, okay. I hope idea. the views were worth it. Yeah, there's also uh, this dude who decided to um, oh, Vito. vape it. Okay. He yeah. vaped the bathwater. I don't think I think he wasn't that keen on it, but either way, <laughs> that as a thing, to be honest, as yeah. a cultural effect, yeah, not terrible. Yeah, it's funny. It's a laugh. Everyone, it's 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 harmless, you know. Yeah, I kind of like the whole cutesy aesthetic as well as a cultural a cult a cultural backlash towards the destruction of female aesthetics. Yeah, at least the attempt of it. Yeah, at least she's trying to make herself look pretty, you know. I, I kind of like the the whole. Um, aspect of women being like, hey, you know what gets the boys at being feminine? So yeah, that does that does work. Attractive women win men over. So I just um you know it's kind Are of you simping. If nothing else. No, I'm just saying women should wear feminine clothes. That's Better than the alternative. That's what I think you're saying. That's one thing. What's okay. It? I mean there's a male version obviously, which is the liver king, which I don't know what the hell he's doing. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen this. This is him eating raw chicken and milk. He looks like he's about to explode. Yeah. Like he unironically looks about to explode. Such a horrible video. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think the Liver King ever appealed to women. I think it's no. just a... <laughs> Why did he appeal to men? I don't know, but I do I do enjoy watching whatever this is. So he's 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 living his life. But yeah. it's not a male version, is, is what we're getting at there. He's eating raw chicken. Yeah, he's eating raw chicken in this one, which don't do. No wonder he looks so ill. Don't eat raw chicken, YouTube. Please don't delete this video for breaking terms of service. But yeah, no, not recommended. Yeah, uh, but that's one thing, right? The the ego genre of um, I'm going to be cutesy and that gets male attention, and maybe you could monetize it in some way, whatever, right? Yeah, uh, not for the Liver King. Can we can we get off this video? <laughs> can we get that off screen, please? But, but then you get like the entitled bitches. Oh, and I remember this one. You may remember this lady. We're going to play a little bit of it because just to remind everyone, maybe ten dollars, and it doesn't matter how broke you are. If you have time to watch Twitch. You have you have ten dollars, truly. If you don't have ten dollars, you probably don't have time to watch Twitch because you should be working. You should be trying to earn money. 
uh, it's not a ton. It's not like a ton of money. So being like, I'm broke, I can't afford to sub, it, that doesn't really track. What you mean to say is, I'm so irresponsible with my money, I can't support the entertainment that I enjoy. I think she's making a good point. You should go sign up to our website. Yeah, of course you'd say that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, th I think there's a difference between signing up to the website, which provides you know good videos and uh, pay me $5 for the benefit of watching me sit here. If, if you're watching my Twitch stream and you've not subbed, you should be out working to get that $10 to Sign up to my Twitch stream. Simple as. You're only entitled to do this on your Twitch stream, Carl. <laughs> if you wear the outfit. You've got to wear... <laughs> I could wear the outfit. You've got to wear the, the knee socks. When I'm playing Rome? People... I'm going to hold you to that. You I, I swear, if this, if this worked on anyone, that person has a humiliation king. Yeah, what, is, what is going on? Just don't, don't. don't. But this, this blew up a while back. You may remember, there was a, quite a, a, a streak of random whores who were... <laughs> Completely incapable of production. They couldn't make videos, never mind anything else. And and they sit there and they leech off the gender role of provide and this men. Woman couldn't even afford yeah. a hot tub by the looks of it. No. It, Shameful. Behavior. She can probably afford a hot tub now. This was like in 2020, wasn't it? But it's not, she's not the only one. Three years later. I don't have, a, I don't have a later, timeline. Well, look, I can see it. Like, so three years later, then, oh, yeah. you know, she she's probably made enough money. She's probably in the hot tub. I mean, has anyone checked back on her? Well, let us know in the comments. Um, has this random whore become a millionaire? Um, well, check in on she another. Has. That's the thing. Check in on another individual because you may remember at the time, Pokimane. And this is oh, a, yeah. a Twitch streamer. She decided to uh, Gund come out. Gundam's future ex-wife. Yeah. Responded to this video with with quite a nice statement, to be honest. Which is, if five dollars isn't a relevant amount of money, then she shouldn't need the five dollars. Oh, if, that's great. Yeah. Good point. If she argues it adds up to, uh, with multiple people giving $5, though, then she should realize that it works the same way when it comes to spending. That's very, very forward thinking. Yeah, get these essay takes off my timeline and my streaming platform, she writes here. And, and she got a lot of likes for this. People were like, mm. finally, a, a nice... An e-girl who gives a reasonable opinion. Yeah, a nice e-girl nice e who doesn't pretend that money doesn't matter. For how long? Well, you know, it's About a miracle. three years. Can we appreciate <laughs> the miracle here? Of, no. Of her, uh, this was a temporary miracle. I like, I like that she's basically flanking all of the other e-girls from the right here, right? Yeah. <laughs> and, I mean, she's worth 25 million, I found out. Oh, is she? So to see someone in 2020, you know, be able to understand that money costs things and it's not worthless. I mean, this is a, a problem with, with women in general when it comes to that female role, where, especially when it's toxic femininity, it's exploited that you need to give me money because you're a man. And to be a man, you need to provide. Therefore, give me money, please. Like, that's not... That's not good. That's toxic I mean, femininity. Yeah, yeah. It's understandable if you're in a relationship and you know she's a housewife. Fine. If she's some random e-girl who doesn't know who you are, don't, don't give them money. But anyway, nice. I, you know, a bit of a miracle. They're not your girlfriend. Miracle of an e-girl over here. Yeah. Appreciating five dollars is money, and uh, it's 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 good to be wise. Um, she's now selling snacks. So this okay. is okay. Hang on. that's fine. Selling a product is fine. Could There's be nothing wrong. Nothing wrong with that. Could be, yeah. If you've got, the, if you've got the a good bath product. water, it's a product. Yeah. I don't want it, but like, okay, if Vito needs to buy it. <laughs> so this is the, the, the drama, because there's a bit of drama alert now. I'm, I'm terribly sorry, but I must bring it to you. Oh, go on. So this is her website where she's uh, released some cookies and she's hanging out with the cookies and, you know, how much money she spent on this website, God knows. Ah, uh, cookies but, have vitamin D in them, do they? Yes, they're vitamin D cookies. Look how good they are. Look at them. Isn't that desirable? They look like crap. They do look terrible, but to be fair, it's coming to winter. We probably do need vitamin D. But you can see here as well the price. You get that with a multivitamin, though. Yeah, I do. You could just uh, same. 
Michael makes me. Also, those those do look like deformed Oreos. Yeah, they're disgusting. You could just not live in England as well. There are a lot of people who live with sunshine. I don't want to, to do remind that. us. Yeah, I don't want to do that. <laughs> All right. Anyway, but there's yeah, plenty of sunshine d- during the sunshiny months. Yeah. Or one of them. So this lady... God's appropriate allotment of sunshine to the English, thank you. She's selling her cookies. They're $7 a bag. It's not, yeah. not a great idea in my mind. They look a bit like crap. I've seen the reviews. Most people describe them as Oreos without the filling. Okay. So that's a... It's by Oreos. Yeah. 60p a pack or whatever. I do want to mention as well, just in here real quick, the Snack Lab feature. Because... Oh. I just can't get over it. So you randomize and you get your own snacks. And I just can't get over how, of course, Do because they make it's American. to order? Or are they... No, no. It's just a good fun thing. Oh, is it? Wait, is that cheese? <laughs> yeah, that's the thing I want to show you. Because, of course, they're Americans. Cheese on what? Your biscuits. Okay. You want cheese on your cookie design? Why wouldn't you? You, know, you can add the cheese to, to anything. It's just... Start. I mean, that you, you didn't add the cheese then. Let's... I'm, there we go. I'm no longer taking that, criticism. That's gone super <laughs> Look at this. Oh, what? I can't. We had herbs. There we are. Doesn't that sound herbs. good? Sea salt, herbs, sprinkles, cheese. What if you no, crack out of it? Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, you can't have chocolate, chocolate and cheese. That would be gross. Whereas we have chocolate chips and cheese, which is, yeah, whatever. It's just, just a side. When note. you submit your snack, where does it go? It's just a fun thing for you showing off on the internet. So if I okay. want if I want cheese and frosting, that's not okay. allowed. I thought that this would... was America. God. <laughs> <laughs> and and okay, freedom. you know, Perkumane amongst yeah, many I mean, again, again, I'm not actually very critical of this. Okay, it's enterprising. No, you? Fine, you're you're selling a product. Fine, there's nothing wrong with that at all. I spent a billion dollars on a website to sell bad cookies. <laughs> so was was she like embellishing money with this embezzling, embezzling I should money. say. Well the the drama came about because people discovered something which is um, These aren't real cookies at all. Well no, the, the, it's not a copyrighted thing these these midnight cookies over here. It's sort okay. of like chocolate chip. It's it's a style of cookie. Right, right, right. So people discovered there was this uh, version that's being sold for like a buck and then there's hers, the same packet. They seem to be exactly the same probably wait, done by the same company. Wait a second. Same number of calories, uh, same number of cookies, uh, the same number of fats, the same number of saturated fats, same number of cholesterol, same number of sodium. Same number of added sugars. Yeah. Right, so it's exactly the same cookie. Well, if you play spot the difference for long enough, and people did, they found that there is vitamin D in her cookies and not in the store-bought ones right. mm. because of a one-ingredient difference. Also, also, they seemed to have different amounts of servings, but that might have been a typo. Yeah. Here's uh, the ingredient list as well, which is exactly the same, except right at the end, it's cut off, unfortunately, on this image, where they say they added mushroom powder, her ones. Right. Uh, <laughs> they right. added mu- magic mushrooms to ours. No, it's literally... Get the that D. would be the selling point. <laughs> but, but for that... Slight increase in vitamin D, you pay seven times the price. Yeah, yeah, sure. But like, these are probably made in the same factory by the same company and just rebranded under her name. Like, don't, don't, Almost certainly. Don't, don't buy like, you know, the, the branded versions of like antihistamines or anything because they're made in literally the same pa- factory and just put in different boxes. Yeah, I and mean, it's, a, it's a pretty standard tale of, yeah. of influencer creates product. Yeah. Most of the price is actually the branding, not the yeah. product you're, itself. You're paying for the luxury and the... the Dr. Dre beats. Yeah. Uh, we could see here and there are endless amounts of I, celebrities who sell branded things. I tried some of that Prime the other day. Have you, you've heard of this, right? I've, Logan Paul's Prime. My son got Was it them. while you were watching I'm a Celebrity with no. me maxing? No, my, my wife took my kids to the shops and they came back. My son's like, oh, I've got Prime. It's like, <laughs> okay, I'll try some. It was disgusting, actually. It, things, it, was, it was too sweet, but it also wasn't sugar. And so it had this kind of hollow cyberpunk dystopian taste to it. I don't know how else to describe it. 
Like, like it, like literally, like this is synthesized and has been provided to you, so you don't get to eat a real thing anymore. It's, it was gross. This isn't a man's energy drink. It's not even a man's energy. It's just it, this isn't real. I do like the it's idea like of a, a hologram. You know, <laughs> I do want to see some normie maxing. If anyone can, just just tag us some video comments. I don't. I'd like to do a competition for who can normie max the most. I don't know what we can give away, but we'll find some crap in the office and. <laughs> Send it out. <laughs> Last year's DVD collection of I'm a Celebrity, I assume. Yeah, we'll, we'll do a XFM. Just, just send some stuff. We've got. <laughs> we'll get you. Well, if you, if you win, we'll give you a trip to Love Island. There we go. But anyway, point being, you know, kind of boring. Just you know, some cookies were sold, and yeah. they were stupid, and, and that which should have ended. I mean, uh, one of the products that this reminds me of in Britain is uh, Zoella. You remember Zoella? She's a beauty person on YouTube, massive, and she decided to release an advent calendar you can see on the left here for 50 British pounds, yep. and it contains things like a pen okay. for the 12 days of Christmas. Horrifically expensive for the product. It is just not worth it. And there's a Poundland version here with better products for much less. That's okay. 13 pounds, that's false advertising. What do you mean? Poundland. Things cost one pound. Have you not been to a Poundland recently? No. Nothing costs a bloody pound anymore. Okay, I don't. It's, it's something that's rounded to a pound. I try not to go into shops. Uh, good luck. Also, there, there are there are thirteen products there, Carl. So this is. Uh, I, there we I, go. I don't, I don't know when you finished school. Uh, but one, I, oh, I didn't count the number of products. 13. He said twelve days of Christmas, so it uh, would just be twelve. Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. There are ten, eleven, twelve. Oh, there are thirteen. There we are. Mm. I can count too. Anyway, <laughs> back to the story. <laughs> back to the story. Anyway, point being, Zoella made a crappy product. She's got a lot of backlash. There were a lot of people saying, look, you literally exploited your audience of teenage girls to beg yeah. their mums into buying your piece of crap. And yeah, nothing new. Bad thing. <laughs> yeah, typical, <laughs> typical festive tradition. But the, the thing that, bro that came out of this that was sad is that Pokimane did this. She responded to the criticism of um, your product's crap with literally the e-girl response. When people are like, oh my God, $28 for cookies? four bags that's seven seven dollars a bag i know i know math is hard when you're an idiot but uh, like if you're a broke boy just say so okay, yeah. yeah damn right i'm a broke boy have you seen this bloody economy spending seven like, have you looked at inflation and petrol prices the house prices also, yeah, also if broke. you if, if if you only sell them in packs of four packs at seven dollars each yeah. then there's no way of me buying an individual one for so, and it is twenty eight dollars. But I just want to say that seven dollars, which is like six quid for a pack of biscuits, but for a pack of that's really expensive. Oreos missing the cream. Yeah, just any biscuits. I mean, Jesus, for rubbish, rubbish Oreos with extra yeah. mushroom. That, yeah, that's that is expensive, and I am broke. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, Keemstar here posting talk about out of touch millionaire, which is correct. Um, yeah. She in three years became the meme. And the defense of her position has been, you hate women from uh, normie world of, of streamer people. Yes. There we are. The immense hatred towards women on the internet is unhinged. Yes, thank you for that input, Nadia. Yeah, thank, thank you very much. Um, and then a lot of people noticed, yeah, she became the, if you're a broke boy, just give us the five bucks. It's only five bucks. And that's what she became. Which sparked, it's not only five bucks, it's 28 bucks. <laughs> which sparked a bit of like an e-girl fight between who's the worst e-girl. And as you can see, people right. commenting their worst e-girls. And this is the uh, the fight club that has taken out. But it's it's a lovely story, I think, about toxic femininity. And that's kind of interesting. The fact mm -hmm. that if you have toxic femininity, you have no appreciation for the work it takes to actually make money. And a hatred of men who have that appreciation and angry when 
You don't just get things for free. Uh, but the real story for me, the real e-girl race, is the YouTuber e-girls. Do you know who they are? No. The typical suspects? No, the ones no. who really should just put pretty, pretty little bows in their hair at this point, because that's all they're worth? Jim Sterling? Uh, not quite, no. Let's <laughs> <laughs> not watch that video. <laughs> Let's leave his pregnancy out of this one. <laughs> I, I just want to say congratulations, Jim. <laughs> Yeah. Also, As Yat a father, I'm so proud of you. Also, Yahtzee, if there is a gun to your head right now, <laughs> link <Yeah>. twice. <laughs> yeah. We're very sorry for what's happened to that channel. But getting back to the uh, YouTuber e-girls, it's the reaction channels. Oh. And we don't mean kids react to or a guy who sits there staring. Watch any of these. It's, of course, the multi-million subscriber reaction channels. The true really? ones. Really? So as you can see here, Moist Critical got a bit of shtick because he did a 10-minute reaction to the situation. And this person being upset. Got on Why would you call yourself Moist Anything? Well, it's just a fun name back in the day. I like I like Moist Critical. I think I've, never, I've no idea who he is. It's moist is not one of those words. Well, he would just do like little reactions to events, and it's like, okay, cool. I think this criticism is actually pretty dumb. Ten minutes reaction to this thing. I don't care. Maybe I want to know about it. That's fine. Okay, yeah. That's not that bad. Yeah, no, no, I'm not. not. He can get away with a couple of uh, you know those little clips that girls put in their hair. He doesn't need the full bow outfit yet. But there are some people who did take the piss. Such as, well, Ethan Klein. 50 fucking minutes talking about the fucking cookie controversy. Yeah, but he's got like five advertisers he needs to fit into those 50 minutes. You can't do a 10 minute video and get five advertisers in it. I suppose so. The views are also just crap. I mean, you can see here, this is someone clipping after three yeah. hours. He's got, what, 5,000 views on his channel there, several millions. Yeah, he's got like three million subscribers. Yeah, this is his highlights channel, to be fair. But even then, it's pathetic. I checked it before we started. He's now 20,000 views. Oh, wow. On a 50 minute video. Just not worth it. Just, I find this content cancer. I mean, you guys really are the e-girls of, of the YouTube world. When you sit around for a friggin' hour talking about the cookies, it's, it's, not, it's not fun. Like, it, it, are we doing uh, Yeah, I was about to say, <laughs> are we talking about the cookies now? No, I was talking about the e-girl phenomenon, how I think there are some positives to it, yeah. and then there is some stupid drama about it. But then the YouTube world is really my obsession of like, what are you doing with your lives, bros? And it's not just Ethan. Ethan. To be fair, though, Ethan's been in a pretty bad place recently. He has, but he is not getting to be more sympathetic towards. In fact, I, I, a leftist trying to wrap his head around economics, so I can understand it taking him an hour. Yeah, how has she got a profitable business, <laughs> bro? The fifty minutes is quite short. It turns out because, of course, the champion, the Hamas lover of the world, Ethan. Oh. Sorry, no, Ethan's friend. Hassan. Yeah, oh, yeah, he's the, Ethan's friend. That's a prom minute ten. Bit of an anachronistic term we're going to use for Mr. Pike. <laughs> Reacting to Pokimane's situation is horrible. Just look at the it's state just... of him as well. This is more the story for me because it's like, okay, you know, bad product from influencer. Have you, have you seen female YouTube? The whole thing is cancer. Just look, at, is that really the, the picture of Hassan you're going to use for the thumbnail? Apparently for his own team. He looks like he's about to fall asleep watching yeah. his own video. I do love as well because all of these people, there's like proper teams behind them. Yeah. Like at least like this this apparatus, you can see there's like a studio and there's an office and there's content and a website and whatnot. So that's going to take some human beings. Yes. But like Pokemon has six people behind her, I found on LinkedIn. Really? I don't know how many Hassan has, but all these people are multimillionaires. So of course they've hired a bunch of people to make their content. But then you look at their content and it's streaming. Just Hassan looks like a homeless man. But you just think, well, how many people does that really take? Hey, I, I heard that looks in chic right now, okay? Well, first, uh, you know, one minute ten. Um, Just look like you're awake. <laughs> of course, I, I don't have a billion years to watch all of the one-hour reactions to a cookie controversy. So I checked <laughs> really? Twitter. Apparently, his position is he's pro-cookie. It's not a rip-off. 
Uh, he says it's it's not a ripoff. The discussion is. <laughs> he does miss. He misses everything ever. <laughs> he misses the conversation entirely. But yeah. his solution, his response to it, is that actually seven dollars for cookies is a good price. Um, he is. Oh, al- says the socialist. He is also a multimillionaire, so maybe, maybe just, he's also out of touch. I, I love that he's literally making the capitalist argument here. Yeah. Like it's a higher quality. It's a, it's a luxury item, prestige item you're buying to buy into like the cult of the thing. And therefore you're happy to pay more. That's just literally what Milton Friedman would have said. But it's so revealing that he's a millionaire and you know never checks what's in any of the products, doesn't really know, probably yeah. doesn't do any shopping ever. Well, he probably just sits there streaming 24-7. Because you can see him say here that he thinks $7 is a good price because there's palm oil in them. <laughs> what? That precious material, palm oil. I mean, it, it did have to be shipped from somewhere. No, I don't know. It's nonsense. It's but nonsense. It, so for a leftist to sit here and be like, yeah, palm oil is good as well. He doesn't even know about the palm oil uh, controversy, the fact that it's destroying the rainforest and everything else. Yeah, he didn't care about it. doesn't know anything. Whatever. He comes out as pro-capitalist here. And it's just he amazing. also had to do a 50-minute video for his 55 reacting to Moist Critical. So there we are. That's, oh, no, after you've done an hour and 10 minutes. Find another 50. Um, uh, you really <laughs> sold me on Moist Critical doing 10 minutes. That's quite compact. You know, I can watch that if I'm doing the dishes or something. And just, That's fair. You know. I like drama sometimes, don't get me wrong. The Twitch economy really does seem to be Twitch streamers not sat on their stream doing something else. The camera's on an empty chair and somebody else reacting to the footage of that empty chair and then leaving so it's an empty chair reacting to an empty chair. But it's- and people who have far too much time and money watching and spamming money at it. To be honest, though, I'd rather watch that than Hassan's actual reaction to something. Yeah. Would you pay money for that? No. There you go. But I, I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, we talked about Hassan sometimes, and some people wonder, like, why are you giving me air to him? I was like, bro, he's way bigger than us. And that's the thing I find fascinating, because he's such not quality. Everything about him is low quality. I mean, the, the criticisms of him on politics are, are rock solid on this, which is that he'll read headline. Pretend he's suddenly an expert in Argentina, Ukraine, or Israel, depending on the day of the week. Yeah. And then we'll tell you exactly what has happened in this random town of Donbass, or, I don't know, this random hospital. Do you not remember the Piers Morgan interview? He's like, look, I'm just an idiot on the internet, but I do a better job than all of the media. It's like, Hassan, you don't do a better job than yourself on yeah. different days. You're atrocious. You're worse than the MSM. And, and whatever, that's why he had to do two hours on quiz and voice critical. Um, and Moist actually did a response to Hassan during a response to Critical. He was doing a response to oh, the yeah. circular economy. Uh, boy, anyway, so just all of these up. people are monetized, but we're not. Um, but one thing, though, lads, who do you think won? Who do you think the biggest e girl of them all? Because even of those people. Does Belle Delphine win this somehow? I don't think because she, <laughs> like she's I, been playing both sides, yeah, yeah. so she always comes out on top. Like it's all of this, this weird like degenerative Who's financing cycle. Hassan. Yeah. It was she, Belle she's Delphine. Just sat, she's just sat in her bath <laughs> selling water for millions, probably. She's like half water, half cookies, or something. Yeah, I don't know. She's like, ah, oh, mix them now. Now I'll get my watered cookies. No, there's, there's. I'm giving an award for the longest reaction to a piece of drama, and the award goes to the biggest e girl of YouTube. Um, Destiny. Congratulations, my good friend. <laughs> I don't mean to be too mean, but you did spend one hour and 19 minutes on a cookie drama. And, um, well, you get the award for, for biggest girl in the neighborhood, and I look forward to you wearing your bow. That would be quite a good meme, and also, I think, uh, well-deserved. So there we are. But if you would like to um, not buy cookies or anything else, you can, of course, sign up to our merch store, in which you can go and get some merch, or to the website with a 33% discount. You won't get that on the cookie store, that's for sure. And also gives you a discount on the merch, because uh, 
Well, if I'm going to talk about shills, <laughs> might as well do some shilling, shan't I? Because we're terrible, terrible e-girls, that's why. Yeah. Have we got any bows in the office? It's just... Have we got any what? Bows. No. Callum, if, if you come onto the podcast wearing cat ears, I will storm out. Well, pay for our, our cat ears by signing up to the website, and uh, we'll be back soon. Let's go to the video I, I, I do need uh, an edit now of <laughs> Belle Delphine being a shadowy figure puppeteering <laughs> politics. Hey, I can probably sort that out for you. There you go. Like Our story begins in the land of Swindonia, where the locals lived in peace and spoke in a common tongue. Until one day, a horde of foreign invaders descended upon the land, entirely taking over the inn next door for themselves. Why does this sound familiar? What would you like to do? Grumble at them disapprovingly. They seem completely unfazed by your disapproval. Ask around to determine where the invaders might have come from. Roll a d20 for an investigation check. That's a 12. The locals say they came from the sea. The what? <laughs> I mean, that's a pretty good looking D&D game, I'm just saying. I, don't um, know. I, did, I wasn't expecting this to be a multi-part series. <laughs> but I'm appreciating it, I'm liking it. I, I do actually quite like this series. I, I yeah. please, please more. That's that's quite fun. <laughs> yeah. I, I. All right. Ocarina of Time in Dallas. Better than I am, Gray. I really thought he was going to play Hot Cross Buns then. See, I thought he was going to play Never Gonna Give You Up. <laughs> well, well, you want your next video coming sort of, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> Let's go to the next one. I was surprised to hear that Carl and the guys hadn't heard about the Redwall book series, especially because it came from England. Um, it's a bit like The Hobbit in general tone and scope, although instead of people, it's anthropomorphic animal folk. And no, it's, it's not furry adjacent at all. The guy that wrote this is basically like a jollier version of Tolkien. There's an audiobook on YouTube that you can check out to get a sense of it. If not, though, talk to Razor Fist. He'll explain it to you pretty well because he loves this series. And I'll do a follow-up later on on this because uh, there's a lot to expand on this about why Brian Jocks is one of the best authors. Okay. Sounds interesting. I've never heard of it. And if it's about anthropomorphic animals, it might be a good kid series, maybe. Yeah. Um, Joshua says, can anyone explain what a Dino is? Should we um, play the Dino song? Not at the moment, but uh, we uh, the, the Dino is a kind of class of person who was formed by the early 2000 consensus who lives uncritically within the world in which we live uh, and enjoys uncritically the media that is produced by the mainstream in such a world, uh, which I think is a fair summary. I, f yeah. I, I feel like the video would do a much better job explaining yeah. it. We, we, should, we should do a segment or something. Right. So it, it comes from the fact that in Britain we have um, a kind of lad culture that goes out and you have shots and watch the footy and you're a normie, right? But some of the Come men... over, play FIFA, lads. Yeah, um, of course you'll have like, not cutesy names, but lad names for each other. So there's a man named Dean and everyone calls him Dino and this is a very common like nickname for Dean, who is part of the lads and these people and the lads and their wives are incredibly dull. They will all have live, laugh, love in their Barrett home that they have on finance. Their grey Audi they will have on finance to show off. And then all of their holidays will be to Tenerife, Shagaloof, or such places for no spiritual gain, no knowledge gain. 
because such things are cringe in it. The, the Dino exists until he stops existing, and then no one remembers his passing. Right? He's, he's... anyway. Did we, did we mention that his the, his entire life is based off of financial credit? Uh, yep, yep, that yeah, was okay, cool. yep, yep. Um, JJHW says, in the event of a zombie apocalypse, just go to the Winchester until the whole thing blows over. Uh, Omar says, Anton Deck are just salty that Nigel can pull an audience on the content of his character while they are relegated to entertaining gammons. Like Comic Sans, they are prevalent because they are safe, friendly, and largely uncontroversial, except for being rather detestable. That's the they're not even detestable. That's the thing. Uh, Nigel, new Roman, uh, in bold leaves, leave, uh, in bold leaves them in the dust. Um, Yes, that is true. Geordie Salzman says, the only thing I remember hearing about I'm a Celeb was when a rat got into the camp. It's meant to be in a jungle. Like, ah, there's a rat in the camp. And one contestant who was a chef killed it, cooked it, and ate it. <laughs> Fair. That sounds quite insane. Who was that? Uh, the media went in insane with condemnation because they seemingly have no idea where food comes from. Yeah, on one point, there was a, a lobster in like a stream that goes by, and the French chef was like, let's get it. And then we're like, no. It's like, why? a lobster or a crayfish or something. Um, Sam Weston says, with Anton Deck decrying GB News constantly and Nigel Farage always being introduced as the devil, not only is it political propaganda, uh, but it is also sensationalism designed to garner more viewers. Yeah, well, neither one's working, apparently. Uh, Lord Nerevar says, nice to see Big Nige making a good impression on I'm a Celeb, uh, and also that he seems to be treated with respect, which I really wasn't expecting. This could work wonders in the polls. Yeah, Farage is doing well. You know, he is doing genuinely well. Um, Theo says, make sure you get a paid subscription to lotuses.com so you can support Carl's PTSD therapy, which is absolutely true. I did feel like I should have been with a notepad taking notes while you were describing it all. Honestly, it, it was a trial to sit through it all. I'm not going to lie. I really felt like it was just spiritually deadening. You've become the, the right-wing version of an SJW. Is like, I turned on ITV, I'm triggered. I turned on the BBC. No, 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 no. I'm not angry. Not by the political triggered. message, by it being not, shit quality. No, 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 no. I'm not angry. No, no, it's it's worse than that. It's it's on a much more <laughs> soulful. Like, it's it's not it's not <clears throat> it's not tripping ideological tripwires, right? It's nothing like that. That wasn't my point. It's the fact that it's low quality is triggering. It's not even that it's low quality. It's that good. <laughs> I can't think of a good example. It just. <laughs> I think it stole part of his soul. Yeah, no, it, there, there is something about it that is like, like it. It's making me more Ted Kaczynski, right? Like. ITV have a, has adverts. Billions must die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you know, like I just want to return to the woods and hunt game with a with a bow, yeah. and you know, just die at thirty five. You know what I mean? Like I just want to return to nature. No car on finance. Yeah, no. It, it just I don't know how to describe it, but there's something. It's way worse than an SJW being triggered by transphobia or something. Did you see you can buy Dominoes on finance now? Yes. Welcome to modernity. Sorry, what? If you, want, you if you can't afford a pizza, you can buy it on finance. Carry on. <laughs> Thing is, though, isn't that just like okay? I'm going to buy everything on finance until eventually the payback is like 300 years, yeah. and then it's no longer my problem. <laughs> what Lord Miles? I'll leave my great 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 grandchildren with a million pound bill for a pizza I bought one yeah, time. Is yeah. Dino going to have kids? Yes, like, he might not they're, have. They're, they're... Yeah, right, okay. you know, yeah, Dinos do have kids. Okay, yeah. well, saddling his great grandchildren with like hundreds of pounds of pizza debt from five hundred years ago. Like, you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm just saying, it wasn't like, supposed to be this way. Your grandfather Dino, he needed the food. <laughs> Dino the third ordered three thousand pizzas throughout his life. 
And then Dino the fourth, another 5,000. <laughs> Ramshackle also, who, by the way, we did receive your uh, chutneys and jams. Uh, we're going to, I assume they're going to eat them on lads out tomorrow. Um, says, I haven't had, and thank you, by the way. They look delicious. Uh, haven't had a TV license since 2019, so rarely you see broadcast TV. Yeah, same. I've never seen any of these things. Uh, was at Mums the other night and watched an episode. Broadcast TV is so obviously state propaganda, it's painful. Ant and Deck are like a pair of husband-hating, block-bodied, post-menopause hags. Tell us how you really feel. Uh, having spiteful conversations while they work at the Tills and Tesco and ignore their customers. It's so totally true, though. It's so totally true. Joe Schmo says, uh, when do we get a loud hour of just watching television commercials? Uh, that's probably a good one, actually. No, it's not. <laughs> oh, no, it probably is. It's, it's probably gold, actually. Like, you, you, how many commercials do you really see? I think AA did a deepest law the, doing that exact thing. These, some so of them we'd just, just be copying it. Well, I haven't seen it. But no, like, it's just becoming a Twitch stream if we do that. What? If we just sit there watching other people's content, in this case being adverts. Yeah, but we will talk about the adverts as well. God, it's Gogglebox. No, I think it literally is Gogglebox. <laughs> I think we all goggle box for men, and people can live watch our seats and watch the adverts. <laughs> <laughs> goggle box for men is people with those little bells going ding, another one. JJHW <laughs> um, says Farage nearly died in a plane crash, so why do you be scared of anything? Yeah, but he's also he's too cool. Though. He's too cool. Just dying, almost dying in a plane crash doesn't remove your disgust response. No, I mean one of the pizzas literally had spiders all over it. It's like I wouldn't want to put that in my mouth. Like, dang, I wouldn't want a penis one in my mouth either. That's getting clipped. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> but at least I'm saying I don't want it. Um, Callum has yet to say that. Well, how many penises did that woman eat in the end? I think there were about four or five on the pizza. Different types. How many anuses did Nigel eat? Again, about four or five. Right. Like they've got a list of like cameliness, cowiness, stuff like that. It's like, okay. I mean,. Uh, Ewan says, Callum endure, endures the Labour conference. Carl endures I'm a celebrity. Yeah, yeah. You want to swap? <laughs> <laughs> which, is, which is the greater time investment? Well, Labour conference is six hours. I'm a celebrity is probably going to be about that in total as well. Is it seriously? Yeah. Oh, yeah, because there's multiple episodes, isn't there? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's been about three and a half hours so far, I think. Yeah. So. No, I'm, I'm safe, actually. I just... Deal or no deal, I'm not taking the deal. It's really... <laughs> yeah, Wait, so, you, yeah, yeah. so you complain that Carl's been letting his spirit die over in the corner and, and making fun of him, but then when given the choice to swap... Well, I, I don't, you haven't watched the whole thing because it's not been filmed yet. It's not happened. Uh, well, it's been filmed, I imagine, but it, I don't think it's been released. Well, like, they must be editing it like that day or something. I don't know. Yeah. Well, like the next day or whatever. It's a fast turnaround. Yeah. That's the people I really feel sorry for when it comes to mainstream TV, especially reality. The editors mm. how awful must that be because you've got to watch utter just filth in the sense of it boring yeah, and yeah. try and well, make it interesting I'm not terribly sympathetic because they chose that job and they're probably a bunch of dinos being like oh this is brilliant mate this is brilliant it's going to get those ratings well, up mate and, and they also choose to take <laughs> and they're probably loving their job they go to the pub they're, they arrive yeah, at Miller and Carter how was your day darling my day was brilliant you should have heard what Nigel said we'll see it at 9 o'clock tonight darling you're like, honestly, yeah. shut up. Don't and, have and then they, choose, they do also choose then to take that absolute drivel and then put the most obnoxious editing choices you've ever seen. Do they use that violin sting that's in every every reality show? I have no idea. Oh, uh, well, maybe. I don't know what, so I, I don't know what I'm looking out for. <laughs> um, Richard's. Well, 
my miss my missus she watches Kitchen Nightmare and all that rubbish and it right. shows up everywhere. That's, that's beautiful editing. My my wife watches Come Dine with Me, which isn't terrible because the narrator is at least a sarky twat. <laughs> um, that's probably the most tolerable one. Yeah, no, it's it's actually not too bad. But uh, anyway, Richard says, "Why should the West accept Gaza refugees? It's not patently obvious. We currently have problems that need addressing due to multiculturalism and open borders. Its neighbors uh, will not give them respite. It's terribly convenient that it should be our problem solved. Uh, it smells like buck passing, dude. It's worse than that." JGHW uh, says, "Western politicians will do Israel's bidding as long as the Epstein tapes are out there." I, I have heard some ideas about uh, Ghislaine Maxwell and Epstein possibly being Mossad agents, but I don't Her know how true that is. Was, yeah. yeah. Um, so, and then he fell off a boat. Uh, Theodore says, if I'm understanding this right, is Israel essentially advocating for ethnically cleansing Gaza of Palestinian Arabs by framing it as European nations obviously mercifully taking in refugees displaced when Israel takes over? Yes. Yeah. Exactly that. Andrew says, hilariously short-sighted. The West's support for Israel has been declining over the years due to policies that Israel is pushing with a solution to guards and refugees. It's like they don't want the support of the West, and uh, they don't need to have it, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, Sophie says, 75% of Jordan citizens are actually Palestinians. There's a difference between Jordanian, Palestinians, and Israeli ones. They, the ones they took in from Israel, they tried to murder their king and start a revolution, the same they did in Lebanon. <laughs> no wonder Egypt's like, yeah, I don't think we want these chaps, actually. Uh, God, um, Omar says. I think part of the reason Belle Delphine is so popular is that she obviously she's obviously in on the joke. Ego bathwater is a funny gag, gift, or showpiece. There will always be perverts who take advantage of it, but it's not inherently all that sexual. I'm um, literally selling you a piece of crap. Yeah, yeah. The no. the joke is, oh look, it's my bathwater. Are you going to be funny and buy it? It's like her porn career is the same thing. So there's um one of the videos she's got. <laughs> Callum's done a lot of research. Yeah, no, because Belle Delphine's actually really funny. So, oh yeah, she seems to have a good sense of humor. So one of her porn videos is the setup is that it's someone who's a simp of hers jacking off to a picture of her, and then she appears in a, like a, a, a Christmas box. Man, you got to know your audience, don't you? No, it's yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then, the and then they really have does. sex, but the guy having sex with her in the video obviously is just her boyfriend. Yeah, yeah. Like, his face covered. Sure. And then they have sex, and then it cuts to black, and it was all a dream for the simp, and the simp's life is pathetic and worthless. And oh. that's the end of her porn video. Jesus Christ. <laughs> It's just like, yeah, you guys have to pay for this and you're useless. It's like, yeah. That's it, rough. I th- yeah, that's what I mean. It's like, okay, yeah, she's... I think these people get off on humiliation. Well, un- undoubtedly. What, but What can you do? But this thing, but Belle Delphine <laughs> seems to have like more brains and entertainment value. But that, I mean, Jesus. But yeah, I can't imagine why anyone would watch Pokemon. Like, what, what are they getting out of it? It's just cutesy. I, I think sure, but, but, but this is you a problem. Get well, yeah, I mean, this is a problem until she starts humiliating you for being broke. Yeah, I mean, this is the problem with just men in general. I mean, I see Sophie mentioning that if she was uh, selling her bathwater, some people in the chat might buy it, and it's just like, no, this is a problem with men. The eagles are a response to men. Yeah, that's yeah. always been true. No, so I totally agree. It should be patrolled. Um, the letter M is for Malay. Says I'm a celebrity. UK contestants get sent to Australia to eat delic- ancient delicacies and befriend local fauna. How sweet. Spare a thought for the I'm a Celebrity Australian contestants, if I remember correctly. Instead of the reverse, where they get sent to London to eat ancient delicacies and befriend local fauna there, they get sent to South Africa. Yeah, can't be good. Um, George says, war has changed. It's no longer about nations, ideologies, or ethnicity. It's an endless series of proxy battles fought by thoughts and simps over financial dominance. I don't think the simps are doing much fighting there. No, no they've already lost. It's, it's women and YouTubers mud wrestling for the simps. 
And uh, yeah, God, I hate to be that rude, but seriously, Destiny, come on. One hour and 19 minutes of sitting around talking about cookie controversy. Yeah, because really what Destiny should be doing is spending all this time talking about Hassan Piker, to be honest. Because it's and really I'm, funny. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm not even joking, right? Because Destiny and Hassan Piker were mates and they come from a very similar shared space. But Destiny is obviously way more clever than Hassan Piker and knows him inside out, possibly literally. And so every time, like I, I watched the stream of his over the weekend, actually, where he's just like, and I watched for about two hours because Destiny is just on every point with Hassan totally dismantling and deconstructing him and Hassan is just completely laid bare by this just easily just destiny to say yeah and this is that that's that and it's just like that was genuinely fun mm. you know for somebody who is not a fan of Hassan Pikers have you seen the clips he's been putting on Twitter no no so there's this uh, one clip where he, he's putting Hassan next to Hassan and Hassan's talking about <laughs> oh I, you know when a war breaks out you're allowed to speculate on such things about you know say the hospital that was bombed by Israel and then it turned out it wasn't and then it cuts to Hassan speculating, where he's screaming at his own chat that they're all racist and hate brown people and want to exterminate the Palestinians because they don't believe him. It's like, <sighs> you're, you're sat in California. You have no idea what's going on. You saw one headline and then just started screaming. And he's like, yeah, then I was just, just a bit of speculation. What? Come on, tolerate it. Like, I, I saw uh, Destiny was doing a response to like a debate Hassan had with some guy. And Hassan was just persistently owning himself. It was genuinely fun to watch. <clears throat> yeah that's what Destiny should be doing anyway, we, I think we're, we're out of time. time if you'd like more um, come back tomorrow or go and watch a lot of stuff on the website there is quite a lot and do enjoy and if you haven't been able to well look there's a gift there there's a, there's a code which will get you a 33% off so for the first three months and you can go and get it and check out those videos cheap so otherwise bye